Hello and welcome to Cage Fighting. It's your main man, Andy Gillard here. Hope everyone is keeping well right now. Hello everyone, it's two seconds, so that means he's either dead again or <laughs> we're talking about comics. You can guess which one it is. <laughs> That's right, yeah, it's a, it's a comic book special this week because we've had quite a bit of news. Uh, we have got a third with us this week, it's Mr Ash Dolan returning once again. Evening Ash, how are we? Evening guys, I'm not too bad, excited for this. Yes, well... <sighs> Originally, uh, Dave Evans, who was also a regular guest, was supposed to be joining us, but sadly he's not uh, not feeling 100%. The plan was to have me and Ash as the miserable fuckers and <laughs> Stu and Dave as the ones who embrace the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, to try and offer a little bit of balance, but sadly Stu's going to be outnumbered with the misery on this one. <laughs> uh, we thought we'd go straight into the news, though. Right, so it's been quite a lot of comic book movie news within the last couple of weeks, which is why really we're doing a comic book special. We're going to touch on really the big two, because there hasn't been a fat lot else other than The Boys is currently in recording at the moment, which is great news because everybody loves The Boys. I think The Boys was one of the most streamed TV series of 2022. Um it's been fantastic how it's really seemed to have taken over the world. If you look on Twitter, you can't move for a gif of Anthony Starr pulling some kind of face as Homelander. Um, so, yeah, that that's currently filming. And I think the other show, the teenage-based version, is going to be on our screens, hopefully, uh, this summer. Stu, big fan of the boys, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I think... Like when we were really excited for Jensen Ackles joining up last year, and even then, didn't realise how good he'd be. Um, like you said, you'd only seen him play from the other point of view, so yeah. seeing him in that kind of role was interesting. But yeah, it just goes say strength to strength, but it's it's just been consistently excellent from the very start. Eh? And I think the fact that now it kind of lives in the kind of GIF meme metaverse of even people who've got no idea what it is just use them gifts all the time because mm. why wouldn't you yeah absolutely ash um jeffrey dean morgan is joining the boys for season four uh we've spoke about it previously but what what do you think about uh jeffrey dean morgan it, it seems like the perfect fit for me for that world i think he'll be even better than uh your man in the season three um he just seems perfect for it i think after The Walking Dead, I don't watch The Walking Dead, but seeing his bits in the highlights and all the clips, he just looks perfect. I think he'll be brilliant in the uh, the next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to DC, we had James Gunn's big announcement on what was happening. I mean, we literally recorded a podcast saying we're excited to hear what he's going to say. And before the podcast had even dropped, he'd already announced <laughs> what he was going to say, because that's how you rolled on this podcast. Uh, he announced that him, himself and Peter Safran, who were going to be the two lead co-CEOs of the DCU, uh, they will be streamlining the entertainment world, beat cinema, TV and gaming. Everything will be brought in to one stream, pretty much, apart from the Joker and the Batman and anything else which is not within the main continuity will be considered an Elseworld story. Um, which is exactly how the comic books have run for years and years. You've had the main DC Comics world, and then if you have 
like there was the Batman Dracula spin-off story, which wasn't set in main continuity, so that was considered Elseworld. So they're just bringing that into how they're running things, which makes perfect sense. And I think it's what a lot of fans have wanted for, for quite a while. Uh, Gunn didn't go into a great deal of detail, but he did confirm that Shazam 2 is coming out. The Flash film will reset the universe, and then we're getting the Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 movies before Chapter 1 begins. So that's going to see us through the rest of 2023. Um, If Flash resets the world, I am kind of confused why they're not ending the DCEU, as it's currently labelled, with that. Um, Stu, is there a need for Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 if this is all going to be swept under the rug? I'm a little bit confused with this. Yeah, it it, it almost seems like... I mean, I've got no interest in them at all, um, because... (laughs) For that exact reason, like you've just said, and you can't then be having, unless Aquaman 2 is going to finish off what was part of the original DCEU stuff with them, with that cast. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Then they might have done some reshoots and to leave it at that. But introducing Blue Beetle and then cutting it off from everything else seems just odd. And it's almost like, well, why don't you just do what you did with Batgirl and just can it and take the hit mm. because if they've done that to a complete film anyway which well 99% complete film by the sense of it then I don't know I don't, it doesn't make any sense other than the fact that it'll be a, a loss for him and they just drain what little bit of money they can get and recoup it that way but I ain't going to watch them them two at the cinema there's no point is it's like well there's no interest in it. Well, there's interest, but it's kind of like, well, it's just another one to tick off the list, really. We, we know it's not going to count going forward. Mm. I mean, like they may still fold them into this universe, but by all accounts, Jason Momoa is done with DC as Aquaman. There are rumours that he's going to be playing Lobo, who's a space bounty hunter. Whether or not that comes to fruition, I don't know. But... I don't know. I just feel like I would quite like an announcement from Gunn on this one to tell us what's happening. Ash, are you interested in in these four films? To be perfectly honest, are they anything at all that that, or are you just happy for it to be over with at this point and we're moving forward now? Yeah, but you get to see Carl Drogo on the big screen. That's, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough in any reason. Any reason to see Jason Momoa? He's got a busy year lined up, hasn't he? So. I mean, it's enough excitement as it is. Yeah, I think uh, some of the women will be wetter than an otter's pocket in that screen, to be perfectly honest. Everyone seems to love a bit of a moa, don't they? (laughs) Uh, But regardless, it feels like Aquaman is going to be the end of the DCEU as we know it. All of the CW shows have died. The HBO series Doom Patrol and Titans have both been binned off. Harley Quinn, the animated series starring Kaylee Cuoco. Um, that's getting a fourth season this year, but I don't know if there's going to be a fifth season. So obviously time will tell with that. Gunn then introduced the first part of their plans, which is chapter one, labelled as Gods and Monsters. Uh, we're getting Creature Commandos. Gunn has written all of the episodes for these. It's an animated series. 
featuring some of DC's odder characters and some that I've never even heard of before. Rick Flagg Sr., Eric Frankenstein, Dr. Nina Mazuski, Dr. Phosphorus and Weasel, who will be returning as uh, Sean Gunn, who will be playing that role. We're getting Waller, starling Viola Davis, who will be returning as Amanda Waller and will feature some members of Team Peacemaker. Hopefully we'll get to see our friend and follower John Cena in that one. <laughs> Uh, this is from the minds of the Watchmen and Doom Patrol TV show creators, so I'm really looking forward to that one. I thought the Watchmen was an excellent TV series that it did that rare thing of coming in, absolutely nailing it for one season, and then not doing any more rather than beating the dead horse like they tend to do. And uh, I was a big fan of Doom Patrol. I'm sad that it's going, but if it's part of the rebuild, I'm kind of okay with it. Stu, did you watch Watchmen and or Doom Patrol? No. <laughs> I, I know, but because you rallied the troops trying to get us to watch it for so long, and they were there, and it was almost like a defiance that I'm not going to do it now. Um, <laughs> but in a way, now, now that we know it's got an end, I'm kind of more intrigued to just watch it now once it's finished. And if it does end as a nice little round story, then I'll more than likely go back and actually watch it from the start. Because it, it's... It's like with anything else now that you jump into it and then nine months later it's cancelled. Mm. <laughs> like that is 18, whatever it is on Netflix that people are like, really seem to like a little bit or absolutely despise. <laughs> and now it's gone <laughs> and now people moan. Um, but that I'll put that on my on my watch list straight away because I was interested in it. Never got around to a single episode and now it's, now it's gone. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to waste my time with it. Mm-hmm. With this... <laughs> I know how highly, how much you raved about Doom Patrol, especially. So mm. I'm even more interested in this now, knowing that part of it. Um, and it is interesting though, because he didn't even mention Peacemaker, did he, <laughs> in the entire little no. thing? And we no. just kind of assume that it's obviously because of Waller. We assume that it's going to be ca- that that and the Suicide Squad's going to carry on as kind of like a prequel, mm. I suppose, more than anything else. Um. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit odd. That that the main thing that the reason that he's here was never mentioned at all. Mm. Yeah, literally the only mention was we'll see some people, which I presume will mean his wife will get a role in the Amanda Waller series because he like she's been in every part of anything related to Amanda Waller, so it sort of makes sense. Ash, um, Doom Patrol and Watchmen creators. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Sorry. Disappointed in the. I was. Area. I was tempted by Doom. I was de- tempted by Doom Patrol, but it just it just fell down the list, and, and the amount of things you, you have, and it just kept going and going, and then it just ended, and you're just like, oh, oh, I missed the boat here then. But it's Brendan Fraser's big comeback, so it was it was worth the effort. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, anyway, moving on, the first film Gunn mentioned was Superman Legacy. It will be the true beginning of Chapter 1, and it will be released into theatres on the 11th of June, 2025. Gunn is currently writing that film. He also said that we'll get an HBO series, Lanterns, which will be about Hal Jordan and John Stewart's Green Lanterns. It will be a darker, grittier series, which ties into a bigger plot. Gunn likened it to True Detective, I'm hoping when he says that he means True Detective Season 1 and not <laughs> Season 2. <laughs> the Authority are getting a film, which is 
pretty mental to be honest because i don't know many people who will even know who the authority are um for your filthy casuals so the authority are a group from wildstorm comics wildstorm comics were created in 1992 i think it was uh, and dc bought wildstorm when jim lee became one of the um coo creative officers in dc comics they're basically a bastardization of the justice league so Midnighter is their version of Batman. And I don't know how it's going to quite work, whether it's going to be a multiversal thing or what, but it didn't sound like it. Just of everything that he mentioned, that's the one that really blew my mind because it doesn't fit with anything else within the, the DC universe. There's a Paradise Lost TV series, which is going to be set on Thermoscira. Whether or not that's going to be some kind of Game of Thronesian take on Wonder Woman's upbringing, maybe. I don't know. We're getting Batman and a Robin on TV. Uh, so on film, which we haven't had since, was it 1997? Was it the last time we had a, a Robin on um a live action Robin anyway. This one is going to be Damian Wayne, which is Bruce's son, as the name uh, gives away. They'll be appearing together in The Brave and the Bold. We're getting a HBO series, Booster Gold, which I was so happy about. Like I genuinely screamed with joy because Booster Gold is one of these characters that only the real geeks know who he is. So I'm very excited to see how that is. It going to be like an imposter syndrome style tv series about mental health and trying to get better i think like there's a lot of to get your teeth into it and i really hope that they they go for it supergirl woman of tomorrow is going to be a film uh, i don't know this story but i know that tom king is the writer so i do have high hopes for it and finally swamp thing is getting a new series it's going to be a horror series that's outside of the dcu but will feed into the rest of the stories anyway according to uh, mr gunn so there's no news really on what's happening with ezra miller jason and moa like they're expected their roles are done but we just don't know what's happening with those we also don't know where Dwayne's going to fit into this all, if at all, whether or not they'll be bringing back any Black Adam. That may depend on what they decide to do with Shazam, I suppose. Anyway, of the news that we did get, Ash, what what did you think? Was there anything TV or film that really stood out to you? Do you know what, Walla? Like, uh, she's sort of the link between the old and the new, isn't she? So I think mm-hmm. she's... I think that, and it's Viola, Viola Davis as well, and I like Viola Davis, so I think that could be genuinely quite fun. Um, the Brave and the Bold that could be that could be good. It depends on what way they go, but they're still keeping on with the old with the uh, the Batman series, aren't they? So mm-hmm. is that going to get confusing having two separate Batmans? That might be a little bit weird. Um, and the Lanterns as well. Again, as you said as long as it's true detective one not true detective two it we yeah. can finally purge the ryan reynolds abomination out of our minds <laughs> forever as long as it's good yeah absolutely Stu, anything on the that list of what what's coming up that's um getting you uh excited i mean booster gold or i'm constantly thinking of booster from jingle all the way and i can't get it in my head and, and until this this 
abomination appears on screen, then it's not going to happen, is it? Um, Brave and the Bold, just because, I don't know, the the Robin that we had in the 90s was ridiculous. The, the whole <laughs> thing was a farce at that point. And I always remember watching the, the 66 Batman film um, on, a, on a couch going to Blackpool as a kid. And then thinking, oh, you know, Batman and Robin. And then you never saw Robin again. Mm. <laughs> um, other than animated. And then it disappeared. And it's always been kind of mistreated in a way. So just to yeah. see this obviously different version anyway. And other than the games as well, never really a thing. So just intrigue more than anything else. Um, mm. Like everything else, it, it's... Just because it's him in charge, like you can't see any of them being a miss, really. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that he, he put a Twitter poll on about um, Superman trunks or no trunks the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he know he's he obviously has his vision, but he ain't gonna he ain't gonna pander to people just for the sake of it. But mm. like he get he gets it. That's the main point of it all. And some of the stuff on there. Um, like Lan- I don't care about lanterns, whatever, whatsoever. But because he's doing it, I'll watch it. Like, it's mm. it's got the I say the star appeal, but he's just everything he t- touches turns to hmm, booster gold. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and swamp. I, I presume the swamp thing series is banished from forever as well. Then. Yeah, that's been struck from continuity. I think. I mean, that was yeah. cancelled before it even hit the uh, the airwaves, wasn't it? That yeah. one. Which, Which is a shame because it was really good. Well, that's exactly why. I don't, like, I said, like, I don't watch it because was it one or two episodes and then it was canned, or was it? Yeah. Before, and I think it was canned before the first one came out. Yeah. So literally, like the day before, but it was a good standalone series. It did work really well, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I think going back to your point on Batman and Robin, I'll tell you what I think really has made an impact on why people will look forward to a Robin now. I think Kick-Ass has made a huge difference because before Kick-Ass, there's no way they would have had a 11, 12-year-old kid playing the Robin character. I mean, as we saw with Batman 66 and with Batman 90 seven or whenever it was out they were like 30 year olds playing an adopted child it made no sense (laughs) whatsoever but now that we've seen chloe grace moretz when she was like 10 at the time playing hit girl i think that people are going to get over that fear of casting someone young to play an assassin so i think that that has made a difference well i think the audience has grown up a little bit more you've got that and (laughs) bella ramsey in the biggest show of the world at the minute (laughs) Playing and yeah, she's she is nineteen in real life, but still, she's playing a fourteen-year-old kid, mm. and she looks young. So there we are, and she ain't exactly been speaking eloquently, is she? <laughs> so it's the same as Leanna. She was Leanna Mormont. She was just the same as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she was even younger then as well. Yeah. Uh, the other news that we got was confirmation from Disney about the next eighteen months of MCU stuff, which will be Phase Five. So, <clears throat> we are getting <laughs> a 
Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts and Blade. They are the films which are slated between the 17th of February 2023 and September 6th, 2024. Interspersed between that six, we're going to be getting What If Season 2, Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, Ironheart, Echo, Agatha Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again. There is a lot of shit there that nobody asked for. Like no, We've had no. this conversation a million times at this point. Is this too much hashtag content for the sake of it? Like I, I look at most of those TV series and it feels... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It feels like they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Ash? If, if it was sugar... If that, if that was sugar, if you consumed all that, they'd lop your leg off. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. It's it's too much. It's ridiculous. Like I'm not as miserable. I I like good stuff, but, but this it's just saturated. It's, it's saturating the market. It's just it's ah, no. There's mm. some good stuff in there. There is some good stuff in there, but it's just squalid and shit. <laughs> I mean, Stu, six films in 18 months, that, that is a lot before you even take into account that there's going to be another 30 hours worth of TV series on top of that as well, do you not think? I mean, film-wise, it's not that different, is it? We're we kind of used to having three per year, um, and obviously Ant-Man has been postponed and put back because of covid nonsense or whatever um so it is kind of it's it's unfortunate that it is condensed into such a short space of time this time around but i think a problem with it it's what one, one every two or three months that's fine whatever it's you're gonna go and watch it anyway it's, it's not like it's every week um and i have obviously got my um my ticket sorted for next for friday uh 10 a.m if anyone wants to come um <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go, go and black it because uh, there'll be people spoiling it. However much you can spoil these films, there. Um, well, I thought earliest possible opportunity straight after work, straight over there. Uh, but uh, and then Thunderbolts, I've got no idea. That's got any chance of being excellent or really shit. No clue. Yeah, that's got Florence Pugh in though, so we'll let that one off. Yeah, so that's no idea with that. Same with Blade, even though I like him. He's like you're talking about True Detective season one and two. No one ever talks about three, which is really good. Mm. And I like him, but I just don't see how they can beat what we had before. Um, but then you look at the series. I know you you didn't like What If, did you? <laughs> no, didn't. Um, half of What If season one I liked. Half it was all right and well a third of it was all right and there was two or three that was absolute shocking um secret invasion i mean i'm intrigued about so i think well i i think i liked um falcon winter soldier more than most people did i enjoyed that yeah um loki is secret Secret invasion the one that was filmed over here i believe it was yeah Uh, i'll give that one a chance then just to see if i can recognize anyone yeah loki Loki seemed fine as it was. <laughs> it, 
well, but the, the, how many episodes are, are these things? I didn't obviously didn't look. I'm guessing that there's six again. Yeah, six to ten episodes, I think, depending on the shows. Yeah, because that's not really that bad. It's just when are you going to get the like? I said when you when do you get the break? When do they are they going to be on at the same time as Star Wars again? I'm guessing mm. so. Isn't Daredevil so, longer though? Yeah, I think Daredevil might be like a twenty-four, isn't it? Yeah, twenty-four episode <laughs> season, which I I don't want to watch that. Which is a shame because I love Daredevil, but I don't want twenty. I don't watch twenty-four episodes of anything anymore. That's the problem. Well, it, it, twenty-four episodes at forty-five minutes each, or something like that. <laughs> I believe so. Well, it, if it's, it's good, it does. If it if it's good, it doesn't matter. But the. <laughs> How good can it be over that long? That's the problem. And like, we, we we kind of got past the, the filler episode era, you thought. But that's screaming the fact that it is. I mean, Agatha, who the fuck cares about that? I got no, <laughs> I've not seen one person anywhere who's in, excited about that, that series at all. No. But she was funny for 10 minutes. Yeah. I really like Catherine Hahn. I think she's fantastic in pretty much every film I've seen her in. I've no interest in seeing this in the slightest. The only good thing about her in that show was when they did the musical number. That's literally all anyone remembers yeah. about it. And I, if that's all you've got to sustain a fucking season on, don't bother. Yeah. Iron Heart and Echo no. seem very... <laughs> Tick boxy, uh, yeah. From the, from the outside looking in, th- without knowing really much about it, and I've seen Wakanda forever. Um, they look very tick boxy, and is it going to get people mad on it on Twitter again? Probably. Um, <laughs> is there a need for them? Maybe not, but we'll see. I th- with them two, it's more a case of we. D- I don't know anything about them, so a bit like Ms. Marvel. Which is an excellent show, Andrew. Watch it properly. I've seen it. It wasn't that good. <laughs> I thought it was really good, and we know why people didn't like it. <laughs> On the whole, why it was review bombed. Um, will it happen again? Probably. But Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a case of these things need to be. They need to be very clever with this. How the how exactly they do spread it out because. It is pushing it to the very limits, and that's even for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the issue with something like Iron Art, Iron Heart, and Echo, introducing them in a TV series, um, like Echo was introduced as like a sub character in Hawkeye, and Iron Heart was introduced as a very plasticky looking shit thing in <sighs> Wakanda Forever. They didn't have the most auspicious of starts. Like they didn't come out of the gates and gave you anything to be that interested about, and then ferreting away on a streaming service that some people have and some people don't. It's not a univ- It's not a Netflix. Even at this point, Disney's good, but it's not a Netflix yet. It makes them feel very unloved before you've even got to it which is part of an issue there, I think, which, which just doesn't help. Um, I, I agree with the, your summary of Blade as well. Like Mahershala Ali's a really good actor. 
everything I've heard about this film sounds terrible. They're having nothing but issues, and I don't really feel like Blade is a character I want to see anyway because we've had the definitive version of Blade in Wesley Snipes. So it just kind of feels a bit worthless, to be perfectly honest. But at least we're going to get to see the end of James Gunn's association with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm looking forward to Galaxy 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, for obvious reasons, because as we say all the time, you know, that that's one of our favourites on this podcast. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Right. Because there was so much news, I thought rather than do three questions like we normally do, there is only one question this week, but it's a big question. So with Phase 5 starting imminently, if we go all in, there are nearly 400 hours worth of MCU-related <laughs> film and TV which needs to be watched. That is for 30 films, S.H.I.E.L.D., Netflix MCU and the Disney MCU. It would take 50 days watching non-stop MCU for eight hours per day to get up to speed. If I hadn't seen any of these films before, starting at hour 401 would be incredibly off-putting. So, we need to come up with a condensed running order so that this imaginary person who's never seen one of them can start phase five without any worry whatsoever. The condensed running order is 10 slots to fill up. Um, It can be film, it can be TV shows, it can be just episodes from TV shows, however you want. But we need to get from phase one to the end of phase four, telling the story, ready to go for Quantman, Ant-Man, Quantumania. So I think if we each go round and give our 10 and our reasons why we think this particular 10. Stu, do you want to start us off? <laughs> this was... Very... When I said, oh, that's easy, I... when I said it was easy, I'd go it down to 15. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd halved it, but then I had to like slice and dice a lot of them. And knowing what is coming up in, in Phase 5 and then Phase 6, this is a list of things that just about skirt around the story and you kind of need to know what's going to happen and the backstory of why things have happened. Not necessarily the best films. In fact, there's some absolute shockers on it. (laughs) But for the brief of people knowing if if they're worried to jump in at this point. I mean, that, that is the point, though. Who in their right mind would do this? Who would now? I mean, unless unless you like what, say, uh, even if you're like ten, though, even if you're like ten, eleven years old, surely that you've been brought up on this stuff anyway, and you've kind of seen it in the background. You wouldn't just jump in there, would you? I mean, unless you were like, unless you try, you got a new bird, and you're trying to convince, oh, come and watch this. This will be a laugh. They're not going to be as enthusiastic, are they? It's a bit like Matt trying <laughs> trying to get so much in Star Wars. Um, so anyway. <laughs> But yeah, my, from phase one, Avengers. Um, I did have Iron Man on here, but it needed to be called. And I think you could probably understand what is going on from just watching the first Avengers film. And it's big and bombastic, and it introduces you to what thing, how good things can be. <laughs> and then phase two, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Age of Ultron. Winter Soldier because it's excellent and it shows the the kind of the inner workings of what happened 
with the split and why with the Hydra stuff, which we don't know if it's going to come back. Probably not, but then you got Guardians. Obviously, you got Guardians three coming up. You could you don't really need to know that much. You can. It's foolish mm-hmm. to miss two on and the special, but you've got that part of the world as well, which has never been. This comes out of nowhere, and then you go back to Age of Ultron, which is not great, but <laughs> you've not- got, but you've got Tony and the stuff, the army around the world, which is relevant later on, mm-hmm. um, and of course from Vision and all that kind of stuff. Then from Phase Three, Civil War, Doctor Strange, and then Infinity War and Endgame. I don't think you can get away without including Infinity War and Endgame just because of how massive they were. Mm-hmm. Um and in them and Civil War, you already you get Spider-Man and Ant-Man, well Giant Man's using that, um, introduced anyway, as well as Black Panther. So that could say that side of it. Um you don't need their individual ones. The only other one was Doctor Strange because the mystical side of things yeah, there's no way of cutting that out because we know we go in that way anyway. Mm. Um and nothing would make any sense if you went from Civil War straight to the two, the last two Avengers films without him and all the and Wong and all this, that stuff. So, and then <laughs> Phase Four, Shang Chi, because again we go in that way uh, with the Kang Dynasty and whatever. And then Multiverse of Madness again for the same reasons that it introduces stuff. And you've got the thing from. Um, from the last Spider-Man film where well, you've got Multiverse of Madness. That's all you really need. Mm-hmm. So I think doing it that way, giving you a bit of a flavor of what's happened, a bit of each of the the grounded world, of the mystical world, of the science world and the space world, all in, in 10 films. I think you get a bit of a, you get the vibe of what it's all about. Okay, okay. So just to recap then, so that's Avengers, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron. Uh, what was next? Civil War. Civil War. Uh, Doctor Strange 1, then the two-part Avengers Infinity War Endgame, Shang-Chi, and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Ash, what are your ten? Right, so I went along the same lines of trying to just follow the main storylines and then trim the fat Mm -hmm. which was a lot easier than I thought it would be so the first three introduction films are gone you start with Avengers because even in Avengers 1 you get the little mini introductions for each of the main characters don't you because you've got Cap doing his punch bag thing you've got uh, Tony turning up all music blaring and whatnot. That introduces your Hawkeye and your um, Natasha as well. Uh, then you go to Guardians 1, because that will introduce you to the Guardians and gives you a bit more backstory into Thanos with, mm-hmm. obviously, Gamora and Nebula. Then I put in Age of Ultron as well, because that is the first proper little... Sneak peek into the Infinity Stones with the uh, t- with Thor's dream sequence. That oh, one, yeah. all... what about that? 
Yeah. That thing that never paid off ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> that also introduces uh that introduces uh Sam, doesn't it? He's at the he turns up at the end. And yeah. it also yes. introduces Wanda and Vision as well. Uh, then I go to Civil War, as that will tell you basically why, obviously it leads into Infinity War, why Cap and Tony aren't talking at the start of, Civil, uh, start of Infinity War. Then I put in Infinity War, then I put in Ant-Man 2. I mean, it's, it's a dreadful film, but <laughs> in the long term, I think you need Ant-Man 2 because that starts bringing you into the quantum realm. Mm. And obviously, we need the quantum realm to tell us for Kang. Then I get Endgame because obviously you need to end that saga. You need to end the whole yeah Thanos saga. Um, I skipped. I say I skipped Strange, skipped Panther because yeah. Um, I put in Loki season one. If you want to condense it down, you need the last episode for He Who Remains because mm-hmm. that's the introduction, obviously for that um i put in Spid- spider-man no way home just for a good film obviously that's the introduction to the multiverse and i had put in ant-man 3 because i didn't realize i didn't know if that was phase four or phase five but if it's phase four obviously it can't go in so i'm gonna just put in four ragnarok just for the fucks because <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite one that's fair okay Brilliant. So that's Avengers, Guardians 1, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Ant-Man 2, Endgame, Loki, um, either the season or just the last episode, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Thor Ragnarok for yeah. shits and giggles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, so my list, I, similar to yourselves, I broke it down because each phase has got their own sort of storyline that runs through it, but then you've got the big overarching story that's being told anyway so i looked at it at phase one was getting the band together so it's the avengers assembling obviously phase two was hydra's infiltration into that world phase three was the avengers disassembled and then reassembled and then phase four would be the introduction of the multiverse so i went originally like my first list I'd got it down to like 12, which surprised me because I thought I'd end up with like seven, to be honest. But no, I'd gone slightly over. So I managed to get it down to uh, to 10. I was going to start with Iron Man. It's the start. We get to see Fury where he comes in and says that we want to get the band together. I don't think this film's vital, so I'm quite happy to lose it when we discuss this. But... I do think Avengers Assemble is like a pretty good one to just tell everyone about everything. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with, with dropping Iron Man. But that was my first pick. The second one was Avengers Assemble. I think you can go straight to that film because as you've both pointed out in this, it pretty much introduces all of the characters anyway. All of the ones who've got a film or even two under their belt at this point, they get another reintroduction anyway. So that is a decent enough one to, to go with. And even someone like Captain Marvel, which at this point, that film chronologically comes in earlier. Like she's not relevant at this point. So 
you could quite easily start with Avengers Assemble. But that's my second one. My third one is Captain America Winter Soldier. So we're moving on at this point, obviously, to phase two. We get to see that Hydra is now inside of the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. Thor Dark World. The um, Not a good film, but there's two reasons why I thought this one needed to be introduced. We get another Infinity Stone and we also get the redemption arc of Loki starting in this film, which we do then get the payoff for later. Um, I do think that's needed personally, but again, we'll discuss that. Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm quite surprised that all three of us have had this film because it's not a good film, but it is actually quite an important one. It introduces why we end up with the Civil War. And I think that's probably one of the most important parts of the next phase. So that's why this film was in there. So obviously the Sokovia Accords, which then means that superheroes have to say who they are uh, to the public, basically. That's why this film's important, because this is what happens to cause the next film to have any sort of relevance. It is a dog shit film, though, so <laughs> I kind of feel terrible for suggesting that one. But moving on to Captain America Civil War, this is the one where the Avengers fall apart due to what happened in Age of Ultron. The wedge is firmly placed in between Stark and Rogers. This film then also introduces Spider-Man and Ant-Man, so neither of their solo films are particularly required to tell us who they are because this does the job for you. And Panther, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, I would then bring in Guardians of the Galaxy vol- Volume 1. I think if I remember correctly, that film came out much earlier, but I think you can bring it in at this point just to introduce the group because they're not really relevant before the next one on the list. But you do need to introduce Gamora into the world because she does play a big role in what is going to happen in my next two, which are Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. It is the end of the entire first three films that have been building up. They have to be in there. They're the most important ones, really. Uh, It also does a good enough job of explaining who Captain Marvel is, so you don't need her solo film. Like, it tells you who she is, so you're good with that. And then I was kind of 50-50 on my final choice. I didn't know whether to go with Loki or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because they both did the same job in that they introduce the multiverse. I think, annoyingly, I'm going to say Loki, because Loki, as I said, it introduces the multiverse. It breaks the MCU, because the man who has died is no no longer dead. I think you need to see that to see where we are with this. And also, there's the introduction of Jonathan Majors as Kang, albeit, I assume, Quantumania will reintroduce him. But just in case he doesn't. Um, I do think Doctor Strange 2 does a better job of explaining the multiverse than Loki did. But I think Loki's got a few more points that are possibly more important than Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. So that's my 10. So that's Iron Man, Avengers Assemble, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Dark World, Thor, um, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and then Loki Season 1. Right, so I've got all of our lists written down. We all said that you could start with the Avengers Assemble film, so we don't need Iron Man, do we? No. No, I don't think we do. 
Thor because Thor introduces Loki who becomes the villain in Avengers Assemble and it opens up the the greater world so it's not just planet Earth. Is that necessary, do you think? Or, or do you just think, yeah, go straight to the Avengers? Doesn't he introduce himself in Avengers anyway? When he yeah, comes through the... He comes through the portal and he says, I am I am Loki, son of Odin. Da, 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 da. You might be right, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and he does talk, he says, yes, brother, yes, brother. Um, <laughs> he, he does, uh, Thor does address him as his brother anyway um, in Avengers. So hmm. that's why that, that's why neither Avengers was the only one on my list for for that whole thing, because that film... You could quite easily just watch it on its own and everything's explained for you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a good place to start. I never understood why Chris Hemsworth was a Shakespearean actor in those first few films. And then he just completely dropped it. <laughs> it was really, it's like it's as bad as fucking um, Wanda's accent that just miraculously vanishes halfway through one film. <laughs> it just made no sense. <laughs> So we'll start straight away at Avengers Assemble. So that way we've pretty much covered the whole of the Avengers getting together of Phase 1. So moving on to Phase 2, which would be the Hydra Infiltration. Um, we've all got... Have you all got Winter Soldier? No, Ash, we haven't got Winter Soldier on your list, no, have we? No, I didn't put in. Is there any... I mean, you went with Thor Ragnarok just for the sake of it. Yeah. So I'm happy to I'm happy to drop it, but say because say it was just a late late addition, just because I'd I've mis- mixed me phases up. <laughs> um, Winter Soldier is probably quite one of the quite important films. Would you think? Because that's the one really where we do get to see Hydra making its moves, which then ripples through to the rest of the the, the phase. It, it's probably the best film as well. So we have to actually have good films in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is very true. So we'll go with Winter Soldier next. Okay, so the third film. Now, I've gone with Guardians of the Galaxy later, but both of you have gone with Guardians of the Galaxy at this point. I'm quite happy to concede that. Do you, yeah, put it in there, Guardians mm-hmm. of yeah. the Galaxy Volume 1. You can go in here. To be fair, so they then, can go. They can go in wherever, really, because they're they're in their own little time zone at this point, aren't they? Yeah, long, they are. As long as it's before uh, Infinity War, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that that makes complete sense, really. Um, the film that I went with, because I think Age of Ultron, we, we've all said that's got to be put in there, so that has got to go in. Um, it's the next film in both of your lists, but I've got Thor: Dark World because of the other Infinity Stone and the start of Loki's redemption. What do you think? Stu, would you think that Dark the Dark World is worthy of going in there? Or? I mean, the, the Dark World's barely worthy of anything, really. <laughs> yeah, um, very true. <laughs> um, I, I, the reason I didn't include it was because we already... You see, Thanos has the Infinity Stones anyway. And you kind of understand that they're from other places, so you, I don't necessarily think you need to see where they come from. Um, like you don't necessarily need to see the backstory and 
individual stories of Black Panther and uh, Miss Marvel and and Thor and Iron Man, like we've cut out already. So mm. that was that was the only reason I did it. But if you're going to have Loki season one on later, then you kind of need it in there. So you got the paradigm then. <laughs> so you get the, one way you go where my way where I don't care about Loki. Um, and then the other way, if you if you do include Loki season one, then you have to put Dark World in it. Mm. Okay, Ash, have you got any thoughts? I'm just trying to. Th- I'm trying to think the Loki storyline really because that's the only thing keeping it in. But if we've not got Ragnarok, do we really have a Loki redemption story? Mostly because most of his redemption comes in Ragnarok, doesn't it? It does. Back- it does, but there's also his death at the hands of Thanos. But he dies can... a doesn't he? Yeah, but that's a Yeah, is that enough of a cover to to complete his arc? Is that he was a bad guy and then he got killed by another bad guy? And that's why he's redeemed when you if you were to then watch Loki. Well he's not exactly a good guy in Loki, is he? Because he's still because that's Mm-hmm. Because he's dead in Infinity War. The Loki that goes back is the one that's at the end of Avengers 1. Yeah. So it's that's a different it. Loki altogether, I think, if I remember. Okay, so we'll go with Age of Ultron next then. I think that's that makes sense. Like I say, it was fairly tenuous just to have that one start of the arc. Like It's not really that important, but that makes sense. Right, okay, so from Age of Ultron, I went for Civil War. Stu, you went for Civil War. Ash, you went for Civil War. I mean, yeah. And again, it's one of the better films of that arc. I think if you really wanted to boil it down to watch, like, maybe five films, you could probably just watch the first Avengers film and then all of the Russo Brothers films, and you'd pretty much be up to speed for where we are now. So that's the fifth film. Right, so from Civil War, Ash, you went straight to Infinity War. Stu, you went to Doctor Strange. I went to Guardians, which, to be fair, we've already covered elsewhere. So, Doctor Strange, why was that on your list, Stu? Just because we don't see... Well, I said earlier, because... We... It's gonna to go to the the mystical and stuff, and I don't think if we if you're having multiverse of madness, hmm, it's one of them. If you're having both of them, do you need the first one as well? Um, for for me, it was just introducing the kind of the mystical world into mm. it because we hadn't really had anything like that until then. And if you went straight from Civil War to Infinity War and Endgame. Where's this guy come from who can do all this spinny stuff? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> mm. Whereas, yeah, okay, yeah. obviously, Spider-Man's in there anyway in Civil War. Everyone knows what Spider-Man is. Um, you don't really need the Spider-Man films at this point, but I think Doctor Strange is so different. And the whole thing about um, the millions and millions of times... Mm. And uh, and then going to get um oh I forget her name Tilda Swinton's character um going to see her to get the time stone doesn't make any sense because who the fuck's that yeah so that's that was the reason I put it in there because it's more influential than you realise 
Yeah, I think that's actually quite a good argument, to be fair. I'll pencil that one in, because I think I agree with you, to be honest. So, Doctor Strange coming in at six. To so be then... fair, that, the only reason I've not put that in is because that's the only one of the MCU I've not watched all the way through. I, just <laughs> I, I can't watch it. I don't know what it is. I cannot watch that film all the way through. That's tomorrow then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Mel will um, force you to watch that <laughs> at some point. <laughs> right, so from Doctor Strange, we've all gone with Infinity War uh, up next, which, yeah, that makes perfect sense. The best one. Yeah, I think I think it is, to be honest. Yeah, I um, can't argue with that. So the discrepancy is that me and Stu went straight from Infinity War to Endgame on both of ours. Ash, Ant-Man 2. Can you make a case for Ant-Man 2? It basically introduces you into how they defeat Thanos. And it's also going to introduce you into how we're going to get to Kang eventually. Because obviously that's basically how we get in there in Quantumania. Because um, otherwise, you're just going to get to Endgame and Scott's just going to appear. Uh, is it in a cell? Was it in a cell? I can't remember. Obviously, it's going to be the five years later and then Ant-Man's just going to be like, oh, hi. Yeah, it was a storage warehouse. Well. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I think that's kind of vital because... Otherwise, he's just going to come back and then he's got his... He, I know how to beat him and it's just like, well, oh, okay, cool. Here we are. Um, I'm just trying to think. You could, you could lose it. I don't think... I'm trying to remember in Endgame, do they, dis, do they explain it well enough to... Well, he explains it to the rest of the team via Bruce Banner, who's now Smart Hulk, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's when they use the movie references, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So I do think that they retell that story. Yeah. And if he tells those people, so you then know how the quantum realm works, you then know that quantum realm exists for the start of Phase 5. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think we could skip over Ant-Man 2? I would like to, because it's a dreadful film. <laughs> it is dreadful, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we'll skip that and we'll go straight to Endgame. Hmm. Now, the weird thing is, like, I feel like Phase 4 has been utterly inconsequential. It doesn't feel like it's really started anything. Literally all about it is the introduction of the multiverse, which might not really play a big part in anything. We just don't know at this point. Um, but from here, Stu, you've got Shang-Chi and Multiverse of Madness. Ash, you went for Loki, Spider-Man No Way Home, and I only went for Loki. Stu, are you okay with losing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Because I think that Multiverse of Madness and Loki basically do the same job. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you are messing with time as well. In um, well, the whole point of Loki is all his time, um, yeah. And I kind of just looking again at Phase Five, I wouldn't be against losing Shang Chi for um, Ant Man Two either, because there's no, there's no other. Looking at that list, what is actually in it? Quantumania, not going to be mentioning that. 
Guardians 3, Mo- the Marvels, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, not with lightning, and Blade. So none of them are going to have Chinese mystical dragons and stuff, aren't they? <laughs> so yeah. I, do- I was thinking more towards Phase 6, but it doesn't really matter for 5. So I would ra- I wouldn't mind bringing back Ant-Man 2 and getting rid of Shang-Chi. Okay. And okay. and swapping in Multiverse of Madness and Loki interchangeable do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because the only thing about Shang-Chi that I think might play a role is right at the end when he's is it his sister she becomes the head of the what would be the Foot Clan in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can't remember what they're called in that, but that's effectively what they are, let's be honest. But if that then appears in Daredevil or any other, you know, martial arty type film slash TV series, they're going to have to reintroduce them as a character anyway. It's not just going to be, you know, here's a surprise and you should know about it already. So I do feel like Shang-Chi sits very much on its own within mm. the MCU, within what we've seen and what it looks like, what we're going to get. So I think I agree that, yeah, we can probably drop Shang-Chi. So, right, so then that gives us the question then. So what do you think? So the, we've got three outliers, basically, for two spaces. We've got the first Doctor Strange, we've got Spider-Man No Way Home, and we've got Ant-Man uh, Ant Man, uh, was it called? What was the second one called? Ant Man and, and, and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah and the Wasp. So we've got those three films for two. I personally think you can probably lose No Way Home out of those three because that only really does multiverse stuff, which Loki's going to do. Ant Man mm. is more important, whilst not vital, to the Infinity War Endgame saga than Spider Man is to pretty much anything. So to be, to be fair, if we're talking about somebody who's not watched anything, are we including the previous Spider-Mans? Because if they've not watched the previous Spider-Mans, they're not going to enjoy it and not appreciate what happens in that Spider-Man film. It's a good point. Because they're only because <laughs> that film's yeah. only as good for the cheap pop of Garfield and Toby turning up. For, yeah, for the nostalgia nonsense. Yeah. I mean, that's literally all it is, isn't it? It's yeah. just fan service the movie as has been said several times yeah i suppose if you take that away what appeal has that film got really it doesn't progress much plot at all it i mean it may come back in because obviously i know that we don't um or peter parker's friends don't know who peter parker is anymore that may play a role down the line but it feels kind of inconsequential when a film will just start with these people don't know who he is. It's going to explain itself in being what it is. So I think, personally, I think Spider-Man of those three is the one to drop. Stu, do you have an opinion on on those three? I completely agree. That's that's why I never even mentioned Spider-Man. However good they are, they don't really count towards the overall thing. He he himself does, but the Spider-Man films don't. Mm. So, yeah, no need for it at all. Okay, and Ash, is that a clean sweep? Are you in agreement as well? Yeah, he's too too close on the floor, isn't he? For where the story's going, the story's going too high up, high up in the sky. Mm. 
Yeah, I think you're, you're right there. So you right then. Neighbourhood Spider-Man. So the definitive Marvel watch list is Avengers Assemble to start it off, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Endgame, and then Loki. So you can do that, and that's like, what, about 25 hours rather than 500 hours to get to speed. <laughs> so anyone who wants to watch Quantumania, if you're a maniac, there you go. There's your 10 films and TV series to just play through to get up to speed. In a week. In a week, that's it. That's it. You've got wait, what, five Four days. days. Four <laughs> days, yeah, say Friday. <laughs> to be fair, I think that's a good list. Because other than Age of Ultron, I don't think any of those are unwatchable. Like Ant-Man and Man the Wasp, Wasp isn't great, but it's okay, I think. I think Age of Ultron is borderline unwatchable because it's far too long. Whereas from what I remember of um, Ant-Man, it went by within a couple of hours, which was more than enough. And it's two hours of Evangeline Lilly, so it's all good. I I really dislike that woman. <laughs> I, I don't. I think it's because I hated her in. I hated the character in Lost, so I've never been able to see her as anything but Kate. Was that the character's name? Mm-hmm. And she always seems to play that kind of role. And is Michael I've Penner seen... still in that one? Is Michael Penner in the second one? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's, is. that's fine then, because he's decent. He's decent comedy relief. Yeah, I, I do like Michael Pena. Um, apart from in Crash, the non-sexy Crash, the <laughs> rubbish Crash, that film's just dog shit. But <laughs> that's another story for another podcast, I think. <laughs> right then, so there's your watching order. Get on with it if you want to. But honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you probably didn't. But that's 15 years of Marvel condensed into 10, well, nine films and one TV show. Right. Next week, we will be looking at one of the best films of 2022, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It is available to rent and buy in all of the places that you rent and buy films nowadays. Or if you want to listen to the podcast first and then you can decide whether or not you're going to give it your time. You can do that via whatever podcatcher that you're listening to us on now. And whilst you're there, if you could leave us a review, it doesn't have to be five stars, but any sort of engagement really does help the podcast get eyes on it because of all the algorithms and that. I don't know how it works, but apparently that is how it does. So we would appreciate that very much. So make sure you've got us on the socials at cagefightingpod and any emails will be sent to cagefightingpod at gmail.com. And for this week, Ash, thank you so much for joining us to discuss this. It's truly appreciated. And would you like to say goodbye? Oh, it's always a pleasure. And goodbye, guys. And Stu, would you like to say goodbye? I mean, everyone should just watch it before we talk about it, because I mean, it's spoilers. It's going to be in the top five cage films of all time, easily, um, on my list anyway. It's not even a spoiler. We, we we talked about it last year when we all saw it the first time around, and mm. I'm gonna. I've already watched it. Tw- yeah, I've watched it twice. Uh, I was gonna watch it three times, but then I thought, no, I'll watch it properly when we when we talk about it. But yeah, it's a it's a wonderful film. It's it's got no right being as good as it is. So in preparation, you've got a week 
Go and go and watch it. You can find it, watch it, and then listen to us talk about it the week after. Goodbye. Yeah, I completely agree. It is such a great movie. And I was saying to Ash earlier, I've somehow ended up on the Pedro Pascal side of TikTok. So at the moment, <laughs> every third or fourth video I look at is just Pedro Pascal. And he's such a great dude and he's incredible in that film. So yeah, I, I do think everyone should give it a chance. I do wonder if it will be in the top five just because Renfield looks so good. I think it'll probably be in the top five for at least this year's birthday cast when we get to it. But yeah, I'll be interested to see how it uh, how it all pans out. And the old man, of course. That will not be in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. It just won't. <laughs> it's goodbye from me and remember, be excellent to each other. <laughs>